Good morning. Good morning. You're with Jeff and Eric again, Courageous Conviction Media. Today we got some cool things to talk about. Jeff, a lot of stuff going on this week, huh? With uh, you know, the 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 tree of life, the rainbow tree of life coming out and supported by Deseret, which is a you know, a division of the church is owned by the church. And so there's a little bit of controversy on that with 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 come follow me going in 2024. We've got some stuff you shared with me too about about Joseph that we won't go into today, but just kind of talk and brief about a little bit. You know, when we get this stuff, we get this information that's challenging to testimonies. And and you even told me yourself you have some family members that have fallen away over some of this information. It's the first time I've heard this information. I don't know if it's new or newer. I'll, I'll let you elaborate a little bit on that. Um, and, um, you know, people, we, we talked last week about missionaries coming home and following from the church. And then the, inactive, the, less, the less actives in, in, you know, in, in the chapels, there's so many on, you know, on the members of the ward, but yet sacrament meeting is exciting if you get 120 out, you know, 150. Yeah. That's, good attendance and that's pretty sad when you should have got 350 500 people we talked about before but you were talking too a little bit about stuff that's troubling you know why don't you jump with that we we're just talking before we start recording a little bit and keep keep running with that i think the, i think our audience would like to hear some of this these thoughts um yeah you know what's troubling right now is that people are leaving the church like what you said um but we did that you know several years you know, a couple of decades ago i left the church after my mission it didn't take more than a couple of years, but I mean, um, which seems pretty quickly at that time, I thought that, uh, you know, things are different time-wise when you're, when you're into that, but yeah, the same thing. And you, and you did too as well. You, you left the church, what, three years, uh, you know, after you got home from your mission and, um, you know, it's not like a, it's not like I didn't fulfill all my duties on my mission a hundred percent. I did. And, um, and I know you did too. And we got excited about the mission work that we did and we're proud of it. One of the reasons I came back to church probably had a lot to do with that initial, um, commitment to go and serve the Lord way back then. Um, but, uh, in my latter years there, I became more hostile toward the church. You know, I read and devoured every piece of anti-Mormon literature that I could get my hands on. I didn't want to go back to church right away because I wanted to confirm the fact that I was doing what I should be doing, you know, but being angry toward the church led me into being an angry man. It didn't really help my marriage at all. It did. It was very destructive. And, um, and there was a lot of changes I needed to make. Um, and coming back to church helped me out. Now, people are leaving. I think we need to keep our target here on those that um, are putting too much emphasis on their doubts. You know, they trust their doubts. And, you know, you, you can't do that if you expect to really be happy. If the plan of happiness is going to work, you've got to realize that there's going to be some things that are going to come to mind that are not um spiritually beneficial you know they can be if we work through them but they won't be if you trust your doubts and so you've got to be able to look at those doubts with you know you know not maybe with a grain of salt just say hey i gotta dig a little bit deeper i had this guy send me you know on facebook um that was going back from and forth it was like this christian versus mormons kind of thing and 
I try not to read too much into that because there's some negativity there. And, uh, but mostly, you know, heavily sided against the LDS coming from um, these so-called Christians. And there's ex-Mormons that are on there or, or people that have left the church. And some of them are, they consider themselves, you know, kind of scholastic or ac academic and they're not, but they, 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 they think of themselves pretty highly. So he sends me, he fires me all this stuff off about Joseph Smith. And at first I was taken back. I was like, okay, well, you know, wow, can this be true? I'm like, I thought I'd read everything. But, you know, once I really got into it, I started realizing that his accusations really didn't hold water. And I could see that his need to not believe in the church was greater than uh, uh, discovering the truth. And um, my need and your need um, not to speak for you, but the way we've been talking here is our needs are to just to discover the truth. You know, I, I don't need anybody to blind me. I don't want to be a, a blind servant and, and realize that I'm making blind choices. No, I, I, I want to make good conscious choice, choices. And I do. I follow the research. Sometimes it's tough stuff to read. It's not for everybody. But um, But don't trust your doubts. And, yeah. and trust, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Just don't trust your doubts. You know, there's always more to it. And if you dig into it and try to find what it is that, um, because there's a lot of stuff out there now. I mean, information is out there. We're in that age that you can get anything. So if you're going to see some negative stuff, look at the positive stuff too. And then weigh them out. You know, don't just, you know, read one one book and go, oh, wow, you know, I'm stuck on that. Well, that must not be true. Um, yeah you're going to have to do some research and, but research the positive stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, and I, I agree with that, Jeff. And I think, you know, even the church's counsel is that we don't, don't spend a lot of time or really, you know, I, personally, I don't read things against the church. Mm -hmm. I will hear an explanation mm -hmm. of somebody in the church defending something that was said about, yeah. the church, right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yeah. talking about, you know? So, but like this guy, he sends me all this stuff and I glanced at it, read it. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, let me see. And let me look at the other side of that story. So going back and finding who the author was and then realizing that the author was actually pro LDS, you know, and he was using that in a context that was going to be anti. Then I was able, I, I was, you know, in fact, he was, you know, it's Brian Hales, I think was his name. And he was a physician that had written some stuff about and really gotten into this nitty-gritty stuff about joseph smith but in the end you know even joseph smith himself says none of my revelations came from the devil you know i think he was defended himself you know um and, and i'm ad-libbing there a little bit but that's basically you know what he was saying you know joseph smith was saying because he was being accused of a lot of different things and um you know but you know jeff interjecting i i i fall back to what um to what what Brigham said. And we were talking earlier about Brigham being more of a hardline prophet. And, and I was saying, boy, I wish we could use Brigham today. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure I know that there's a reason that President Nelson was called at this time. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes I find, I find, I wish that he was just a little more. Uh, I think right now we need that Ezra Taft Benson type of, or That's David right. O'McKay. Right. Yeah. A little more assertive. But 
I understand too, because we're trying to keep those temple doors open. And, and, and like we said before, the majority of the countries in the world today are either socialist or communist, right? Yeah. But we're dealing with an ist, a leftist leaning anti-religion type of governments just in that they're in that progressive stage right. of, of eliminating religion. And that's being actually worked on more so. And it's funny because listening to Greg with quick radio uh, last night, I just was pulled out and kind of just sat down and stayed up to like midnight listening because he, he hit a home run and bringing on a, an individual as an expert on linen Marxism, right? And the the cultural division and the cultural Marxism that that existed during the early days of Russia with Lenin and Stalin took it to another level, right? And so forth. And the gulags and, and if you violated those and how they basically took control of religion. And what they did is they divided from within. It was interesting because this individual who has who who focused her master's degree in this type of, of politics of of how the deception of a nation takes place, um, implementing these agendas, moving towards the Marxist goals, right? Yeah, small, exactly. Small, small little bits, you know. And that's why it's called progressive. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's very progressive, and it's just a little bit, little bit. Now, she said something though that back in the nineteen fifties, I'm lying, nineteen thirties, that the communists movement was to penetrate all major infrastructure including major religions in america right yeah. and in the world but in america specifically she was talking about and she said that the churches and she was not a member she was on the member show and she was just an expert in her field and she said every church has been penetrated mm-hmm. and that includes the church of christ Latter-day saints and we're going to see that. You're going to see the controversy coming out right now this week with the whole rainbow flag, with the, this 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 adoption. This this account. This, this it's a it's a it's like a a little book for notes and so forth. It's being sold by Deseret. And the base right. of this is this is a tree of life. This is Lehi's dream. This big it's it thrown into this whole culture war now in the church. And this is Deseret. Right. So people are going to have a problem with that. You know. Well, they and, should have a problem with it. I mean. The, the, the thing is, is that where do we draw the line? I mean, obviously, we don't want to exclude our, you know, gay brothers and sisters, you know, and and we want them to be able to stay in the church. And and there has been a path. Right, right, right. But you Jeff, know, so, but Jeff, wait, wait. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, just, I'm only, I'm only saying this because now we've crossed that line and, and, you know, the tree of life and the rainbow flag, I don't think they should be on the same page. And it's not because of bigotry it's just because we're not, are, are we promoting um being gay i mean is that what we're trying to do here because it seems that way and it's going to seem that way to a lot of members of the church it looks uh, like it's okay yeah it looks like it's okay yeah yeah go ahead so i i think that there's it's dangerous territory i mean if you really look at statistics i mean even bill Maher, you know a, a long time ago a couple of years ago it's like you know back in the 50s there was you know this percentage of 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 gays in 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 america and then back in the 60s you know it got a little bit bigger and then the 70s got a little bit bigger in the 80s and 90s and now where we're at is is, you know by the year you know 2040 
90% of the population is going to be gay. I'm like, well, is it a fad or is it an actual thing? You know, so I'm kind of thinking things are kind of, kind of leaning toward the fad idea. So it's being popularized. And, and that's where the problem well, is. Well, you know, there's only 2% of the world's population now, and this is where they calculate. This is a number I read like, oh, maybe it's been about a year and a half, two years ago, right? So maybe let's say it's increased some because it's been being promoted. But their qualification of being gay is if you've ever thought a gay thought, right? And, and, and yeah. or even or, or acted on, right? Then you're gay. And that's what they're coming out and saying. It's like we've had a friend that's come out recently and, you know, he's never acted on it, but he says, hey, uh, you know, and we talked about it yesterday and he's acknowledging that he's gay. But I think that's before, more so too because. That's just trying to make everybody seem more inclusive. So it seems like it's bigger than what it is. But not even 2% of the world practices these, these practices, right? And these are practices that are major sins. Remember, our founding fathers, you know, sodomy, the idea of sodomy, th those, that was a capital offense to our founding fathers, right? Yeah. And somehow it's gone from a capital offense to it's supposed to be the norm. What is absolutely outside of the law the natural law. And, and that's where I think we were talking a little bit earlier about getting back to, to, to natural law and understanding that and, and why we want to talk about section 88 is because we, the more we can understand, the better we can make choices. Now I'm not stepping back and saying, okay, that they are not having father's children, that they're very confused. They need help. Sure. I understand all that, but there's also, I mean, there's a point with the Lamanites needed the help and you had missionary work. But then there was a point where they got to the point where there was just their intentions, Lamanite's intentions were so evil that Alma just in his, his dream team, they just packed it up and came home. And yeah. shortly after that, we roll into the war chapters, right? Yeah. And we're at that point, I feel that, you know, the, the missionary efforts out there are going to be packed up and go home back to your safety zone. In other words, back to that, that fortress. And, and I think you're going to start seeing you're going to start seeing more drastic things take place. Now, with that being said, I want to back up a little bit, though, and go back to we're talking about, about members having challenges and falling away. Boy, you know, if they think they've had challenges now, the challenges coming, Jeff, are going to be even greater. With blockchain coming out, right, and the whole metaverse idea, and this is a real thing. Zuckerberg is going to do this. He hasn't invested these billions of dollars and basically tanking his company because he doesn't think that blockchain and meta is the future, right? Then the metaverse is very different than meta. Now, just, to, just for our listeners to under, understand that, it's, it's trying to make it look like Facebook, meta, right? Instagram, or they are the metaverse. He's trying to make it look like that. That's, that's not true. The metaverse is huge. It's universal. They're just grabbing a little section of it. You know, yeah. I even yeah. bought real estate already in the metaverse, and it's already got up in value. Right. You know, I bought I bought markets and so forth that I plan on rebuilding. We bought a little bit of land in Las Vegas too. We're gonna plan on rebuilding there too, a little hotel type of thing. But you know, it's a whole different world that's coming. Now, listen to this. Backing up, let's go back a little bit to where people having problems leaving. We go back to, you know, we just need to understand it, it, the people I, I and I try to say this in a very loving way, but it's the truth our leaders in the church do not have crystal balls. These men do the best they can do with what they understand. Now, many of us feel, and that's my, 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 my feelings on it, not yours, but my feelings are, 
I feel that President Nelson is a little bit of opinionated and that I think he's a little soft on certain things, right? But that's necessary right now. Yeah. He's the one that's And I'm not the one calling the shots. Well, we got to keep the body of the, Yeah, we got to keep the body of the church. I mean, not just the temple doors need to be open, but we have, you know, both of us live in, um, let's face it, we both live in blue states. So, you know, and I love, you know, the members of our congregation. You know, I, I sometimes I do an eye roll when I hear things because, you know, red, you know, minded people seem to get called out all the time for being political. But I wonder if sometimes the other side is very political as well. And, and uh, it just, you know, but it, for the, for, for the, for the sake of keeping the congregation, we've only got a hundred people going to church or 150. Um, and there's, and there's a, you know, a congregation of 500. Well, we don't want to lose another 50, you know, I mean, and why? And in, 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 in divided states, you know? yeah. in blue states, you're going to lose that too, because it, it just, it's just, we're so divided right now on these issues that they're polar. It's like, it's, right. there's very, it's going to be very difficult to build that bridge back. It's oh. very divisive. So, now one, so one, one's a Marxist agenda. It. What's that? We got to do it though. I mean, I mean, I, there is a Marxist agenda out there. I'm not for it at all. I think people need to wake up and, and see, you know, the real light. And people have become so anti, you know, red in some, you know, areas of this country that they can't really see what's really going on. And and some red has become so anti-blue, you know, that there's no peace, you know. So and if we can't be open to dialogue, and I don't mean dialogue, let's decide which party is right, because I'm over that. I think what we have to do is think about the church and what's right with our callings and how we serve others and how we, you know, maintain, um, or not just maintain, but how we grow, you know, as church members and, and not just keep our membership at 150. Let's get it to go to 200 and then 250. Well, and, and I think that's, I think you just said something, you know, the red and the blue are not going to have dialogue. There, it's just, it's too polar. Right. There, there is no common ground there. This, what's happening right now, this is Marxism versus freedom. This has been the battle. This is the battle of the pre-existence. It's the same battle, okay? And people need to understand this is the same ideologies that we dealt with in the pre-existence, which Father basically said, no more. And he cast it all out, right? So, but, but what I want to get back to is our leaders are going to make mistakes along this road. It's getting very, very tricky. And, you know, it's not like the prophet is tuned in to this like, constant filter of this, 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 this ticker that comes across, you know, hey, you know, over in, in Japan, you're going to have this rise up. So to warn the people. It doesn't work that way. They are, they're here to fulfill their measures as well. They have to daily be in tune with the spirit. If the president's having a bad day, you know, the spirit's not going to be as close to him. It's just like with us, right? Now, I do want to say this, though. When Joseph, you know, and they're going to make mistakes, and that's what's coming out right now. So we're talking about the belt Joseph. And maybe Joseph did make some mistakes in what we we're talking about. I want to go into that. I think it's something we can dig into because here I want to, I want to dig into hard things, things that people don't really want to talk. And, and Quick Radio is doing the same thing now, which is really interesting because it was more just Hey, you know, how can we better the elders core? We need to get more masculinity yeah. back into, you know, our, our, our priesthood and so forth. And, and becoming that bar, that Barbie's kin type of a man that's just, they're, you know, subservient type. And, and, 
And so he talks about those things of, of what that role is as a male, as a, as a, as a heavenly father, as a male as well. And the characteristics that come with being a male as well as a woman, but we've been focused on the women for a long time and we forgot about the men and Elvis Corum's waning as we we're talking about earlier. It's really kind of, I, I found it to be weaker than it was in the past. And but what I want to say is this, Joseph Smith, remember the whole Curtin society, the bank issue, right? Yeah. And many felt that was prophecy. We know now that that was just Joseph desire, right? And that was, that was something that he wanted. And there was a lot of falling away. In fact, six apostles and both of his, both his counselors in the first presidency left the church over that. They got right. a fist fight in the temple, right? And, and Joseph basically fell into such a depression that he almost died. He got really sick. Yeah. But that, does that mean Joseph? not the prophet of this dispensation? Absolutely not. And, and going back to what we talked about, hey, I'm okay seeing the man imperfect because I am imperfect. And, you know, the only perfect being that walked this earth and perfect in the way he did not sin. I'm sure he fell down and scratched his knee and he had to learn through little scuffs with the kids as you grow up was our savior, right? Yeah. But he learned those processes as we are. Mm-hmm. People leave in the church, Jeff, what took place in that curtain, curtain temple? You know, and I, I don't remember the guy's name exactly. It's on the tip of my tongue, but he says to Brigham, he says, let me tell you something that Joseph, about Joseph not being a prophet anymore. And I'll tell you things. And Brigham's famous line, don't tell me, because what I know, I know. Right. And I don't need to hear anything else. Right? I, I, think, I think that that's, uh, that's good. You know, don't tell me, because what I know is what I know. I mean, and if you do tell me, I'm going to find a way to understand it. You know, because we are human and we do make mistakes. Even Russell M. Nelson is going to make his own mistakes. I don't think it's on a level of you and I. No, no, but, no. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> but, um, you know, and so, you know, I think he deserves to be followed because not only does he deserve that, but we're, we're kind of, well, pointedly directed in that uh, to, to follow the prophet, right? We even have that song. And, um, you know, it pisses off all the, you know, mainstream christians i call them the nicene christians you know that uh you know they're the, they're the ones that adopted you know christianity 400 years after christ you know um or 500 but yeah they they would like to think that that we worship the prophet and that's not the that's not the case but we shouldn't worship worship the prophet you know and and uh and maybe there are some members that that take too many things you know back with covid and all that stuff that happened um, and there's going to be some other decisions that, uh, that we'll have to make, um, you know, that we should keep our agency intact, you know, that there's always that part that the church is always going to promote agency as any, you know, uh, it's part of the gospel. Agency is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, that cannot be excluded from the gospel. It would be impossible for it to be the true gospel of Christ. And please, you know, subscribe below. It's it's free. Hit that button down below. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Send this yeah, out to yeah. your friends. It's our new podcast. Jeff and Jeff and I have these experiences that we've lived outside the country many years of our lives. 